How are y'all doing this morning? Happy Mother's Day. Mother's Days are always interesting. Um, never know what to expect in church. Sometimes we have huge crowds, and sometimes we have less crowds, and it's like whoever is traveling to see who is what's here. And uh, we're glad that you are here. Talking about the, a little bit about the golf tournament. Hey, one of the ways you can help is to sponsor a hole. Get yourself a, a you, uh, we would print up a sign and we'll stick it out there. And it's only $75. Uh, someone gave me a whole sponsorship today. You gave me too much money, but we'll take it. No refunds. Um, <laughs> listen, I want to appreciate. We got a little bit late start in the golf tournament. So I'm going to promote that a little bit before I get into this message. Um, you can be involved by sponsoring a hole, or if you know a business uh, that you're close to, and you can get them to sponsor a hole for $75. Most time in a golf tournament, they're going to charge at least 100 or more to sponsor a hole. We're, we're, uh, we're very uh, um, economical in that case. We're uh, even to play golf, and with a lunch, we're playing for $35 a person. Um, put together a team. Get some people together. And you don't have to be a good golfer. I'm a terrible golfer. And you can ask several people who have played with me. They know. They'll tell you. I, I, don't, I don't play golf. I commit golf. And it's ugly. But um, I have a good time. Just make sure you have good people on your team. That helps. And we'll have a good time. Um, you can come just show up for lunch. And lunch is $10. And, and Dennis has got a great idea. He's going to cook up a great lunch. And then after that, we have an auction. So if you want to be part of that, we have some great deals on things. In fact, here's how we get the great deals. We have people that go out and they ask their favorite restaurants and their favorite businesses and, and to donate a gift card or something like that, and then we auction it off, and you'll have, you get a great value with that. So, and all that money goes to help the youth. We, uh, you don't see a lot of young people in here this morning. Most of our young people just come on, on Wednesday nights. Um, there's some challenges there. And, uh, but we have an opportunity every year, except for last year, we're going to go to the Seminole Reservation. And we do a vacation Bible school there. And it teaches our young people responsibility. They are, in the, they are the ones who lead people to the Lord. They're the ones who put on this whole thing. And, uh, you know, Vacation Bible School only goes for a couple hours in the evenings. So all during the day, they're working, trimming bushes, washing windows. They learn what it's like to, to work and to earn something. So that's a great way to support them. And then youth camp is another thing where they are in three to four services a day getting saturated with God's word. And it's a great investment. Lives are just changed in those places. So, and get involved, and uh, let's have a great time. All right, enough of that. Mother's Day. <sighs> I tell people all the time, I always struggle with Mother's Day and Father's Day and, you know, um, holiday messages because they always kind of end up kind of the same, I think. But uh, I'm going to see what we can do with this one. How many of y'all are going out to lunch today? few of you. My wife didn't want to go out to lunch today. She wanted me to cook. So last night while Laurel Ann was here with our, our little um, granddaughter, she's not so little, she, she's a chunk. <laughs> and uh, if, you ever see, if you've seen pictures on Facebook, she is a chunky little thing. And uh, 
and um, Gretchen was home over, and we had pot roast. She wanted me to cook her pot roast. So today we don't eat because we only leftovers. So that's what she gets today. We also yesterday went up to see my mother because my mother had never met um, little Kennedy. So we went to see my mom, and my mom, I think probably the greatest thing I did for her was coming to see her and let her do a lunch for us, and, and we spent time together. It was a good thing. See, Mother's Day is all about honoring mom. And I want to kind of go through this because, well, let's just see what we can come up with. Uh, I'm not big on topical messages, but this is a topical message. So I'm going to be all over Scripture-wise. We're not in Mark today. I thought about just staying in Mark, but this is the, the next passage we're studying. Mark is Jesus cleansing, cleansing out the temple, and that probably didn't work well for Mother's Day. Maybe we could have related that to mom having you clean up your room or something. I don't know. How many of you moms made your kids clean up their room? How many of you moms took off, said, if you don't uh, uh, clean up your room, I'm going to get a garbage bag and I'm going to clean everything out for you? How many of y'all did that? I think my mom regrets some of that because there was Hot Wheel cars that are worth a lot of money that went away. And there are football and baseball cards that are worth a lot of money that are gone away. And uh, so you better be careful what you do there. Here's a jump off verse. Exodus 20, verse 12. Honor thy father and mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Deuteronomy 5.16. Honor thy father and mother as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee, that thy days may be prolonged and that it may go well with thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Matthew 19, 19, honor thy father and mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Did you know that your mom's your neighbor too? Ephesians 6, 2, honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Lots and lots and lots of verses about honoring our fathers, but today we're talking about honoring our mothers. And the first mother ever mentioned in the Bible is Eve. Genesis 3.20 says, And Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. Eve is our, I don't know how many greats, greats there are, but she's a great, 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 great something grandma. She's the mother of us all. She was the first. I went through just kind of looking at different mothers. Uh, Eve was the first. Sarah was an incredible mom. Uh, Genesis 17, 5, 15 says, And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarah thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarah, but, shall, but Sarah shall be her name. Sarah to, to Sarah. It, it, Sarah means my princess. And Sarah means... Um, princess just plain not my princess the princess god changed her name just called her princess genesis 18 it talks about how 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 sarah was old i love it now abraham and sarah were old and well stricken in age and it ceased to be with sarah after the manner of women therefore sarah laughed within herself saying after i am old and waxen I have pleasure, my Lord, being also old also. Sarah heard angels talking to uh, Abraham about um, 
her having a child. And she laughed, are you kidding me? I'm old. I'm not going to have a child. I can't. Let... She found out. God got the last laugh on that one. 90 some years old and she's having a kid. How many of y'all are, that are a little more mature, are you ready for another child? <laughs> some of you who are younger said, I don't want any more either. <laughs> there was a promise from God. Sarah received that promise. You know, I think about moms. Sarah, 90 years desiring a child. She tried to get a child the wrong way, and it was legitimate in the law of that era, but not legitimate in God's sight. And, and God wanted to bless her through, through having her own child, but at 90 years old, she waited, she waited, she waited, and then God did a miracle in her life. Amazing. Amazing mom. Then there's the next mom I, I noticed was Rebecca. Rebecca had some issues too. She, she wasn't extremely fruitful. Um, she was kind of barren for a long time, and then God visited and allowed, and she had two boys, twins. And she had one boy named Esau and one boy named Jacob, and they were fighting in the womb. And the Bible says that, that, they, when, that, that God had talked to Rebecca and that, that uh, the younger would serve the older. And then we see, if you study through that, that section in Genesis, well, Genesis 25, 28 kind of sums it up. And Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison, but Rebecca loved Jacob. A little bit of favoritism there. She was a mom, but was she a great mom? I don't know. She favored her son to Jacob over Esau. Abraham liked Esau because she fed him the, the, the venison. One of the greatest moms in the Bible was Hannah. Hannah, uh, once again, was sorrowful in spirit, and she prayed, and, and she wanted a child, and her husband loved her and gave her more things, but she wanted a child, and, and the Lord gave her a child, a child named Samuel, and she gave that child back to the Lord. Here's a great mom that you probably wouldn't think of as being a great mom. Bathsheba. Let me prove that just a little bit. The words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. That's the first verse of Proverbs 31. You know the virtuous woman that we always talk about on Mother's Day? It's thought that uh, Solomon, Lemuel was probably Bathsheba's pet name for Solomon. And Bathsheba gave him wisdom that he put into Proverbs 31. So I think she's probably a pretty good mom if she's going to put that type of wisdom into her son. We have Mary, the mother of our Lord. In today's standard, she should just be a child when she became pregnant. When the Lord visited her and, and, and told her she was going to bear a child and his name was going to be Jesus and that that that. He would be the savior of the people. And she, how is that possible? I've never known a man. And with God, all things are possible. All throughout the Bible, we see pictures of moms 
great moms. And Mark, just a few weeks ago, we talked about a mom who, who had such a burden for uh, the daughter that, uh, that she took him. And uh, she was a Gentile mom, and she just she talked and said, well, the, we eat of the crumbs, and Jesus healed that child. We see the widow woman with her children that Elijah visited and healed that son and took care of them. All throughout the Bible, we see incredible moms. And we also see some moms that have some issues. Here's the thing. Genesis 3.16 says this. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. The one thing I know about moms is that mothers experience great pain. This morning, about 7 o'clock, we put my daughter and granddaughter and their dog in the car, and they headed back to Fort Lauderdale. And as that was going on, my wife was crying. Now, Laurel Anna will be back in two weeks, but the, just the thought, she can't go be with her. She just doesn't want her to go. I know there's lots of moms out here. Not only the physical pain of giving birth, but man, the, 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 the overwhelming pain of being a mom, the sorrow of being a mom. Oh, there's great joy, but there's hurt too. When your child doesn't do what you want them to do or when things happen to their child, our, our son has had a bout of COVID and, and his wife got through it really quick and easy and no problems. Zach's had a few uh, extra issues and, and it, it, it breaks my wife's heart. She's in prayer for him all the time. And you moms know when your child's sick, when things aren't going well, when they have to go away, there's heartache. There's heartache. There's great pain. You know, and along with that, God just commands us to honor our mothers. Good or bad, honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, Ephesians 6, 2. Listen, today on Mother's Day, because of all the things that a mom goes through, because even because God commands it, we need to honor our mothers. As a believer, we should honor our mothers. So let me give you how. Well, how do we do that? Listen, we got a bag for you back there. Is that an honoring a mom? It's something nice, but it's is that really honoring? Taking mom out to lunch, that's a good thing. But is that really honoring mom? How can we honor our mothers? Got some ideas. First thing, we have to forgive our moms as Jesus forgives. Matthew 5, 7, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Matthew 6, 12, part of the, the, the Lord's prayer, or the model prayer, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Matthew 6, 14 and 15, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Ephesians 4, 32, and be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Colossians 3, 13, forbearing one another and forgiving one another, 
If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. We need to practice forgiveness to our moms. If we're going to honor them, we need to forgive them. How many of you had a perfect mom? Yeah. See, I forgive my mom for throwing away those, those cards and those, those Hot Wheels and and there's probably other things that she got rid of that, that I, I probably would have loved to have had now and, and could have made a lot of money and, and taken care of her forever in her old age if she just hadn't thrown them away. <laughs> but I forgive her. You know, the, the, the thing is, is good people, even good people, even godly people can sometimes do rotten things to other good and godly people. Sometimes out of not even realizing it. How many times as a mom have they hurt your feelings? How many times have you hurt your kids' feelings? I saw a little video of my grandson, Drew. I got a feeling he's going to get this a lot. He got put in time out at church last week, and he was not, he, he, I'm not sure he was uh, repentive, but he wasn't happy, and his feelings were hurt. I've watched Katie correct Ezra, and when he gets corrected, he has such a tender heart. He just gets all lip starts trembling, and he just is, he's hurting his feelings. You see, even moms can sometimes do things to their children, and as children, we need to forgive our moms, just like Jesus forgave us. You see, I don't know how many of you are really good people. I don't even want to know. I can tell you, I'm not a good person. Oh, but you're a pastor. You ought to be good. No, I'm not good. I'm blessed and I'm forgiven. Just like you. I'm blessed and I'm forgiven because I know Jesus. I've experienced that forgiveness that, that Jesus has given me. He's never, ever going to bring up any of those terrible things I've done in the past. I like that part. Okay? That usually happens to me. Mine does that all the time, and I can't turn the, the ringer off. I know somebody calls me at this time. It's either an emergency or it's spam. Our Lord forgave us. He's forgiven for me all the things I'm going to do. And see, we need to practice forgiveness. You see, in Matthew chapter 18, the Bible tells us that as brothers and sisters in Christ, when we have issues with each other, that we are to go to one another, we're to talk it out, and we're to, 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 to offer forgiveness. In fact, he goes into this whole long thing about that one servant that wouldn't forgive. And, and, and that servant was tortured. Listen, if you're living with unforgiveness in your heart to your mom, for whatever she may have done, or maybe she didn't, and it's just you feel like she's did it. You really want to honor your mom, you need to forgive her. Some of you have had wonderful, wonderful moms, and some of you have had not so great moms. Some of you have had wonderful dads and not so great dads. For you to be whole, for you to honor them as God has asked us to do, as God has told us to do, you have to forgive them. And let me stop 
take a little sidelight here. For those of you who have had difficult parents, that doesn't mean you allow them to continue to do those things that hurt so bad. What it means is you're not going to bring it up against them at any time. That's what forgiving is. But then you're going to put boundaries in your life so that you can be protected from those things that hurt you. Does that make sense? You're not just to get, continue to be beaten up. That's, that's not good. That's not right. But you have got to forgive. This morning as we honor our moms, we need to practice forgiveness as Jesus practiced forgiveness. Number two, this one's a lot easier. We have to love as Jesus does. Honor thy father and mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I told you before, did you realize your mom's your neighbor? Now, my mom, my mom lives in Bradenton now, so that's a little bit far neighbors if we're thinking neighbors are just the most people around us. No, neighbor is everybody that we come in contact with. And she's a, my mom's a believer, so she's a sister in Christ. Not only a, a, a mom, she's my sister in Christ. And we are to love our neighbors. And we are to love our brothers and sisters in Christ. John tells us in John 13, a new commandment I give you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By the way, you talk to John, you look through John, the book of John, the gospel of John, the, the, the little epistles of John, all throughout there, he just keeps over and over. We got to love each other. We got to love our brothers and sisters. We got to love one another. Jesus told us we got to love each other. We got to love like Jesus does. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 gives a description of what love looks like. It says, charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. It is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things. Believeth all things. Hopeth all things. Endureth all things. Charity never faileth. Go, what, but that's charity, that's not love. Now the word there in the Greek is agape. It is the highest form of love. And that's how we are to love like Jesus does. That's the love that Jesus gave us. And there's a description. Let me bring it into more 20th century English here. We are to love patiently. <clears throat> My granddaughter was here. I love her. She is, I, I just love her. But I got to be patient with her because, you know, she's, she'll be eight months on the 20th of this month. And, and she doesn't always know when not to make noise. In fact, she can get mad and, and make a lot of noise. And if I was, I was trying to watch something on television, I just gave up. You know what? She can cry all she wants. She can make all the noise she wants. She likes to blow bubbles. You know, make raspberries. You know, I, I would do that now, but that would probably not look good on. <laughs> See, y'all, I'm saving y'all. But if you go to, <laughs> Gretchen posted it on Facebook. I, we were doing that together, and there's a 
There, there's a thing of me and Kennedy blowing raspberries. Got to be patient with her. Got three kids. My wife is so patient with them. Got to be patient when you love them. Got to be patient with moms. Got to be patient with your mom. Yeah, you know, I'm getting older, and that means my mom's getting older. You saw a picture of my mom's a beautiful woman. She's going to be 83 in December. She gets around great, man. She digs in the yard. And she's helping my sister and everything. And, and uh, um, when my brother-in-law passed away, we drove to Georgia. And when I drive, I don't talk much. My mom talked to me the whole time. <laughs> Nine hours to Gainesville, Georgia. And she talked all the time. And, uh, you know, I realized that I was getting impatient. I just, and I realized, oh, if I love her, I just got to let her talk. Because we don't get to talk very much. I'm going to cherish that time one day. We need to be patient. We need to be patient with our parents. By the way, if you're younger and your parents are older, you be patient with them as they get older. You're thinking, well, they should be able to do this. You know what? I'm figuring out that I can't do the things I did when I was in my 50s. And I got a feeling in 10 years' time, if the Lord doesn't take me home, that I'm not going to be able to do what I did can do now. In fact, I'm not so sure that I can do what I do now next week. I'm finding out I wear out quickly, and I've got some people who are telling me, slow down, quit. Um, thank you for that, by the way. There's several who have told me that, and I really appreciate that. And uh, I'm going to do my best to heed your advice. Love is patient. We need to love our moms with patience. But not only that, we need to love kindly. That's what it says. Charity is kind. Our love is to be kind. Jesus was so kind to us. You think about that. You, you read through the Gospels. The only people he was ever, well, he was really even kind to the Pharisees and the Sadducees and those who were trying to destroy him. He was gave, kept giving them opportunities to, to repent, and, and some did. But Jesus' love is kind. And we need to be kind when we love our moms. We are to love without envy. Went to mom's house. My mom is an incredible decorator. She, I mean, she, if you walk in her house, it looks like a magazine. I mean, she could, it's amazing. And uh, when she gets rid of things, we want them and we try to put them in. It's easy to, you know, Mom, how do you do all that? It's easy to start an envy. Oh, you got it made. Or Love doesn't envy. Love is without any envy. We are lover moms with no envy. We are to love our moms without promoting oneself. That's what it says here. It says, Charity vaunteth not itself. We are not to say, hey, look what I did for you, Mom. 
isn't my great, isn't my present better than, than, than my sister's present? Actually, not in our case, because we all got together and got her the same thing so that she could go get what she wants. We were smarter this year. No competition. We don't have to promote ourselves. It's not self-promoting. Love, we are to love without pride. We are to love in a manner that becomes to Christ. It's becoming to Christ. We are to love unselfishly. We are to love without any provocation. We are to love with a pure heart. We are to love with a just heart. We are to love in truth. We are to forbear, believe, hope, endure in love. You see, love never fails. Doesn't the Bible say that love covers a multitude of sins? You see, if we're going to honor our moms, we have to love them as Jesus does. As Jesus does. Really, it comes, you can do it one word, unconditionally. Aren't you glad that Jesus loves you that way? We are to love our moms that way. Okay. Last point. How do we love mom? Well, we forgive. How do we honor mom? We forgive. We love like Jesus. And then we finally, we encourage by encouraging and discipling as Jesus commands. Where are we going to learn how to do all this stuff? Titus 2 has this great words. It says, the aged women likewise, that they be in uh, behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. You know what all that means? That means that you older ladies are to teach the younger ladies. The older ladies are to teach, the older mothers are to teach the younger mothers how to be good mothers. And those mothers who are taught that, you younger mothers, when your children come up, you have to teach them how to be good mothers and good fathers. That'll, father part comes with for the men. Listen, if we're not teaching, well, let's, let's do this. If we're not teaching our children what the Bible says, how the Bible says we are to live. And by the way, let's, let's, let's not talk about all, the Bible doesn't really have a whole bunch of, we think it has a whole bunch of rules and regulations. It has enough. But you go to the New Testament, all that's covered under grace. It comes down to four things. We're to love God, love people, make disciples who make disciples. It's not all about um, length of hair and attire and and we were talking about that in Sunday school class. We were going through Revelations. We were talking about the church at Ephesus who had lost their first love. You know what? They got so good at what they were doing. They hated evil, and they were just a, they were just a production machine. But they lost their love of Jesus. We are to make disciples. We are to teach the things, the principles of the Bible. We are to, you know, I wonder sometimes today if, if some of the problem we don't have in our culture is that, that at some point in time, probably my generation, we turned away from listening to our parents because we knew it all. 
And maybe we pass that down a little bit, and our kids have turned away from listening to the older people. And we, so all that good wisdom and all that good knowledge and all that, that, that experience has not been brought down to the next generation and the next generation. And, and see, as believers, if we're not passing on the things of the Bible to our children, moms, we have to encourage and disciple, and we have to continue doing that. We have to allow the older to teach the younger. As younger, we need to learn. As older, we need to teach. And it's all about making disciples. My mom and my stepmom my stepmom's in heaven, they have imparted a lot of wisdom and a lot of knowledge to me. I'm so thankful for that. It's nice to know those things. And you know, we have to encourage that discipleship because that's what Jesus commanded. We are to disciple one another. I'm going to go back to Bathsheba's advice to her son Solomon. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband does safely trust in her so that she shall have no need of spoil. One of these things about a a, a wonderful mom and a great wife is that she is trustworthy. She is trustworthy. I think back of, of Hannah. She was trustworthy and she was persistent and she she loved and loved God. And she was persistent in her prayers. In fact, when she was praying, um, the, the priest thought she was drunk because she just her lips were moving and, and, and she was just she was praying intensely. She was persistent in, in, in prayer. She was trustworthy. Proverbs 31, 12, she will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. You see, I, I know that my mom, she, did, she has worked, both my mom and stepmom, they worked. My mom worked in doctor's offices and hospitals and, and at a bank one, at one time. My stepmom worked for Eastern Airlines. They, they would get up, they would get us to get work, they would get us to school, they would... They worked hard. They worked so hard to take care of us. We need to honor them because of that. She worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She bringeth forth her food from afar. She rises also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She takes care of everything. She gets up really early. She takes care of everything. These are the things we need to be passing on. These are the things that our moms have done. She considereth the field and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hand, she planteth a vineyard. She's, this, this woman's amazing, isn't she? She's a businesswoman. She takes care of things. She, she moves on. Think about the things that your mom has done. She girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. She's prepared. She layeth her hand to the spindle and her hands hold the distaff. 
She stretches out her hand to the poor. Yea, she reaches forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, and for her household are clothed with, with scarlet. <laughs> that verse is funny. i got to stop there. When I got out of Bible college, I was going to be a church planner. And uh, I was told there wasn't much, many churches in Maine. So I figured, we'll go someplace where there's no churches. Let's go to Maine. My wife had lived up. My wife's from the north. She's from Michigan. And she lived in those winters, and she really didn't want to do that. <laughs> and uh, I, re- I had forgotten what it was like to live in cold weather because I did a couple winters in Korea. And I just said, well, there's no churches there. That's where we got to go. We're going to Augusta, Maine. We're going to start a church there. I don't know how this boy would have done in, in Augusta, Maine. Dick, where are you? You're from Maine. What do you think? It's, think it's, uh, I don't think I could have got cornbread and grits up there. Um, but Cynthia finally came to me and she said, you know, I just read this verse. I'm not afraid of the snow for her household, so I guess we can go to Maine. She submitted, and then, then God changed things, and we went to Gainesville. She liked that. <laughs> it was warm, and she was a Gator fan, and, and uh, yeah, Gainesville was a, a, a great place. Isn't it interesting how God works? Verse 22, she makes herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen and selleth and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She opened her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruits of her hands and let her own words praise her in the gates. One of the things that makes a virtuous woman, that makes an incredible mother, one of the ways is that they have a fear of the Lord, an awe and respect for the Lord. And if we're going to honor them, we have got to forgive them the things that need to be forgiven. And, and we have to love them with a love just as Jesus did. And we have to encourage and disciple the younger mothers and honor the older mothers. If you're here this morning, maybe you need to be forgiven. Maybe, maybe you're still trying to work out um, a way to your way to the Lord. The only way to get to the Lord, the only way to get to heaven is to be forgiven. And that was accomplished when Jesus died on that cross and shed his blood. That was for forgiveness. And then three days later, he rose from the dead. That's what that empty tomb's all about. That gave us eternal life. And if you hear, you can't perform your way to heaven, you need his forgiveness, you need his love, and you need that discipleship. If you're here and you've never trusted Christ, don't leave here that way. 
experience his love, his forgiveness. Put your faith and trust in what he has done on the cross. And as we go throughout this day, let's honor our moms. Good, bad, whatever. Let's forgive them where forgiveness is needed. Let's love them with that love that Jesus has. And let's encourage them and disciple a new generation. Father, thank you for your love and your mercy. Thank you for uh, moms. Lord, uh, your forgiveness is amazing. Lord, because you've forgiven us, help us to forgive. Help us to love the way you love. And Lord, help us to encourage, to disciple, to love, honor our mothers today. We give you all the praise, all the glory. In Jesus' name.